Squad Radio, the music you want. With your host, Jeez Dan. Go ahead, make my millennium. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do I always send you? DJLittleRock.com. One more time, DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote, and maybe you can have me me at your next events. You know I like to party with the people. The people need to be entertained. Let me entertain you. Are you not entertained? <laughs> uh, this week's shows, well, let's see, as I'm recording this, uh, this week's shows, I will be at the Cedar Lounge in Bar and Grill on Thursday evening. That's the video dance party, karaoke jam. I have two public shows this week. Uh, Thursday night at the Cedar Lounge Bar and Grill in Moralton, Arkansas. So if you're anywhere in the Moralton, Arkansas area, I encourage you to go there and check it out. The reason I'm kind of stuttering a little bit on it is because it's my newest public show and it's been going so well. I think we're in week four or five uh, and it's just been getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's the party patio. So we're keeping relatively safe. We stay out outside. It's covered, completely covered, completely fenced in. So we're protected from the elements, but it has an outdoor kind of feel. It's an over 21 party. So if you want to bring your family, there is a restaurant inside at Cedar Lounge. Delicious food. I've had the steak. It's delicious. Uh, they sent me home with a steak one night. It took me two days to finish that thing. Gore, uh, just wonderful. And, and the staff is amazing. I say amazing because they are so attentive to the people out there. Cedar Lounge Bar and Grill, Thursday night from 6 to 10. Be there. Video dance party, karaoke jam. Yeah, I said karaoke. You hear the stars of the show. I'm just pressing buttons. So, And wear a mask on the way in. Wear a mask while you're interacting with people. And when you're sitting down having your drinky drinks and having some good food, you can take the mask down. Yeah, trying to protect each other. This COVID thing. COVID stinks. I'm done with it. <laughs> All right. And then on Friday night, my usual Friday night gig, the one I've been doing for years. You'll find me there at least 48, 50 weeks out of the year, 50 Fridays out of the year. It's at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas from 8 p.m. until 1 in the a.m. It's a good time at the Rab, I'll tell you. Friday nights, uh, full bar, kitchens open, pool tables. They got a pool tournament on Friday. Try to make some money on a Friday night playing pool. I encourage you to do that. You could do that. <laughs> Get involved. And did I mention video dance party karaoke jam? Karaoke. Once again, you're the stars of the show. You get to sit pretty, not too close to me, but pretty close to me on stage to my right stage, right? You get to be a, a part of that. Yes. All right. Uh, well, today's guest, Angela Watson. Who's Angela Watson? Well, if you don't know by now, you're going to know in the next couple of minutes. So stick around. <laughs> I did get Angela Watson on the uh, Skype. So if you're listening to the video version of this, I mean, listen to the audio version of this, I encourage you to check out the video version on my YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash user forward slash keys Dan. And you can see Angela Watson right next to me. All right. That's enough intro. I think I've told you where I'm going to be uh, this week. My public shows. I'll be at the Cedar Lounge, six to ten. Thursday night, I'll be at the Rab, 8 till 1, Friday night. 
8 p.m. until 1 in the a.m. All right, let's get into it with Angela Watson, Skyping Angela Watson now. Angela Watson, you're so glamorous. Look at you. Thank you. Why not? (laughs) The earrings. (laughs) Yeah, so fancy. Uh, I I know, okay, uh, I know a little bit about you, but I don't know a lot about you. Um, Well, if I I didn't read your your Wikipedia page, but if you were to to say the, the first maybe one or two blurbs at the top, uh, the the two paragraphs at the top. What would those blurbs be? What would that be, Angela Watson? In your words? Okay. Um. Probably most famous for the step by step television series in the nineties for seven seasons. I played Kevin Karen Foster with Suzanne Summers and Patrick Duffy as my parents on the show, and so that would probably be up there. And born in Illinois, <laughs> pageant queen. Singer, <laughs> dancer, actress. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, that's the the different tent poles of you. Uh, well, I mean, first of all, uh, hi, how you doing? I'm Keys Dan. <laughs> it's hey, the What Makes You Famous podcast, and you're on it. Nice to meet you, Dan. Yeah, I appreciate uh, Jill Santabenes for setting this up. I, I I appreciate that so much. How did you get involved with the Nashville uh, Weekly, the Nashville Entertainment Weekly? I keep forgetting because they have many yeah. many different pages uh, of of uh, of what they do. They have different avenues, just like you. We're not just one thing, us people, okay. us humans. <laughs> You're many different things. How did you get involved with the Nashville <laughs> Entertainment right. Weekly? Quite an interesting story. So I had relocated from California to Florida to be closer to my family. This is uh, last year, actually. And my fiance at the time needed new contacts. And so we went to an optometrist down down the street from my mom and dad. Turns out he is a songwriter from Oklahoma, the optometrist. And we were just talking to him. He had never heard me sing. And he said, oh, I've written songs. And I I want you to sing this Christmas song that I wrote. And I said, okay, whatever. (laughs) And it was a real thing. And he knew he was friends with a gentleman who had a studio in the town next to us. And the next thing you know, I'm in the studio recording We Love Santa Claus. And then they hired or they knew uh, a PR firm in Nashville, and that was Jill. And that's how I am here and talking with you right now. So one thing led to to another, and it's been a pretty fun story. Well, I got to give credit where credit is due. Who's the optometrist, the the, uh, slash songwriter? I'm guessing slash other things. Who wrote that song? His name is J. Michael Witherington, and he's a great songwriter, and we've actually recorded another song in the studio in Criteria Studios in Miami that will be coming out soon as well. But right now, now we love talking about the Christmas song, which everyone can go to AngelaWatsonSings.com and the video is down there and all the little links to get the song if you desire. Oh, that's for sure. You mentioned Miami. You know, that's where I'm from. I'm born and raised in Miami and the Florida Keys, which is where Keys Dan came from. I, I know that you 
You came from uh, from I, uh, we say Illinois, Danville, Illinois, right? Is that that the birthplace? Yeah. But then you went to right. Southwest Florida, right? <laughs> What's that? Yeah. yeah then Southwest right. Florida. What part of yeah. Southwest Florida? Fort Myers. Okay. Okay. I've done a lot of weddings out there. I do DJ work, and I and when I was down in Miami, well, even now that I'm here in Central Arkansas, I still do a lot of DJ work. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, yeah. you, it, it made me excited that we've chewed some of the same dirt. Uh, but uh, you had a, a studio in Miami. What was the name of the studio again? That's Criteria Studios. And actually, they've like every famous, you know, I mean, Jimmy Buffett, Eric Clapton, they said recorded the like 70s Layla there. Pretty exciting. Yeah, pretty exciting. It's it, it, it's very spiritual to go to these places that, that have been uh, stepped in and, and touched on. You know, I've been on various stages all over the, the country, really, that, uh, you know, oh, you know, B.B. Uh, King was here last week, you know, and, you know, before he died, rest his soul. Okay. But, you know, oh, he was here and and uh, some, you know, just different stages. And you feel that presence of those people. Have you ever had that feeling when you get on those stages? I know you've been on several stages, uh, you know, and, and, and all over the country and maybe all over the world. Uh, how traveled are you, Angela Watson? Oh, gosh, not as traveled as one might think. You know, I, I'm really an actress who likes to sing. So I've pretty much been based in California and I have recorded songs here and there over the years, but never have gone on tour like, you know, the hardworking artists who are out there just on the road every night. So I haven't experienced that. Well, being a touring artist is a, a difficult thing in itself. Uh, you, you give up a lot of uh, a, a lot, including a family life. If you want to be a touring artist, you're, you're going to leave those people behind uh, and you're going to be all on your own for the most part. And, oh, you know, you get a phone call. And I guess nowadays you could do, uh, you know, a FaceTime call to keep that uh, at least that face to face. I'm glad that we have this technology to where, you know, last year when I was doing this podcast, it was all on the phone. And then I said, well, let me try this broadcast. Maybe I can get a, a, a face. And this is a, a whole lot better. It's yeah. not quite face to face. It's not quite in studio, but it is better. At least I could see your face. I could see your 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 expressions and, and read your facial cues. I love your smiling face. That's, you know, first of all, first and foremost, you're you're very smiley. And I know we're just getting to know each other. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't I don't know you. You don't know me. But uh you know, I, this is a, a chance for me to get to know you and for my listeners to get to know you as well. Another avenue to right. to uh, promote yourself and to to get uh, the word out, not just about your your Christmas song, which is fabulous, by the way. Another great uh, uh, Christmas song that I could play at the, my adult Christmas parties that are going to be coming up real soon. And they're going to go, hey, who's that singing? Oh, I'm going to say, oh, that's Angela Watson. You mean the step by step girl? Yeah, that one. The very same. You know, and I guess that that is oh. where most people know you from. But you're so much more than that. Uh, you know, you've done more acting. Uh, tell me about the different acting jobs uh, that you've done over the years. Right. Well, my first series was a TV show called Davis Rules. It was on ABC in the early 90s with Randy Quaid and Jonathan Winters. A lot of people don't even know that existed, <laughs> but it did. So that's actually where I got my start in television, among other commercials, McDonald's, IBM, Doritos. And then I've I done plays. I was in the How to Succeed in Business musical. And, and that was in California. And then when I came down here to Florida, you probably have heard of the Shell Factory. Are you familiar with the world famous Shell Factory in Fort Myers? 
I'm not familiar with that. I know we had a lot of seashells down in in uh, the Florida Keys where I'm from, and I know we had a big shell place that my brother worked at. But the Shell Factory, is that a place that collects shells? Oh, yeah. And it's been there since the 70s. And when I was a little kid coming down here, you know, we wanted to I wanted to get in the bumper boats, you know, (laughs) and but now they have a like a world class theater. And in January, when we came down, also, my fiance was reading the paper at Subway and saw the this new theater had opened and they were auditioning. And so he sent the guy a note on Facebook and he said, yeah, come out and audition. So in January of this past year, I was in the dining room, which is a play from the 80s by A.R. Gurney. And I played eight different characters. And it's all about the dining room table and how like nobody has a dining room anymore. And it was just really fun. So I've, I've been doing that. And we have agents here on the East Coast now. So I've been auditioning. So who knows? what's coming up for me at this point yeah angela watson you're talking about the dining room and yeah nobody has a dining room that's family life that that leads uh to that question where where i mean how was your family life growing up in danville uh illinois it, wait, is there noise in illinois okay. is there no noise is that it is it? no okay all right There's me, no noise. me no being noise. a bobo i i probably pronounced it illinois a time or two but growing up in Danville, Illinois, is that a, a suburb of a bigger town? Yeah. Uh, did you spend a lot of time in a city or was this all small town life? Oh, yeah. Small town. I was, I, I was born in the hospital in Danville, but the town we lived in was Oakwood, which was only 500 people. And my dad was a farmer, corn and bean farmer. And it was just really, you know, everybody knows everybody in the small town. And I lived there till I was 10. And we'd always gone down to Florida, like, you know, a lot of snowbirds do and in the winter. And then my mother decided, you know, it's time to get away from the snow. So my folks moved down here when I was 11. And that's when my mother started entering me into beauty pageants and different talent contests. And I did one manager heard about me and said, oh, you should come out to LA. So my parents had just built this beautiful home on the water, you know, on a canal. And, and uh, then they said, okay, let's take, take you to California. So they sold the house and took me out there. Wow. <laughs> this is a, a family that's very supportive of you. Were you an only child? No, I have an older brother and older sister as well, but they were kind of, you know, doing their own thing. And my brother, they actually moved out there with us. And my sister's out there now, and she remarried and has all these grandkids. So it was almost like I think I had to move to California just so she could (laughs) meet her husband and have this amazing family. But, um, yeah, so, you know, people will also read if they look online. There's a lot of uh, untruths and falsities that have been written. Um, But the fact is I had my own bad experience in California. I I was involved with a producer. It was at the end of the show. and he pretty much brainwashed me and turned me against my whole family, my friends, my castmates. And for 20 years, I, people didn't know like where I, I was. They couldn't reach me because he totally isolated me. And he actually had me sue my own parents, accusing them of stealing my money. It's quite a drama. And one day it might be a, a movie made out of it. I suspect the Angela Watson story is uh, unfolding as we speak. Now, uh, this sounds like a, a very oh, yeah. unsportsmanlike person that kept you away from your family. You know, I, I, I was involved with a, in a religious uh, sect that uh, that did the same thing. Uh, you know, I guess that that happens uh, as you're growing up. You learn things. But, y- you know, yeah, they said, oh, you know, you have to stay completely with God. And if anybody's not with God, you got to 
to uh, shun them, including your family, which is terrible. I mean, yeah. how did how did he uh, he keep you away from your family or make them? Uh, was there any truth to to the 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 fact that or was there any truth that your your family was taking money from you or was this something that was completely fabrication? No. Yeah, it was it was com- completely fabricated. And even though it didn't make sense to me and it didn't feel right, you know, he just he would take me on long drives and talk to me for hours and hours and repeat, and repeat, you know, that, that maybe I was missing something. And it kind of, you know, I guess they call it gaslighting or whatever. They make you you think that you're crazy and that everything that you know about yourself like you start doubting it and so even though I won in court and I won against them I mean it was just all false and that is unfortunate but um you know God it's it's funny because God in the end actually saved me and helped pull me out of it when I started just choosing to be happy and like realize I have to get away from this it's never going to stop and it's never going to end and and so I just, I pretty much escaped my own house. And then like, and I was, you know, I was out there and I was doing yoga and I was always searching spiritually. But then I realized, even though I'd been raised Methodist in Illinois, I was, I didn't have a personal relationship. And then he was, I was one of the lost lambs <laughs> that came home and brought me home to my, my family. So in that sense, it's, turned the other way which is amazing and i just thank god for that i am blessed well i'm glad you made it through this ordeal angela watson i just found out a, a little something about methodist that I, I really enjoyed uh hearing about uh, methodist is more of the the new testament and more of the thankfulness more of the positive uh parts of the bible uh, as opposed to well, okay I, I i can only speak from experience when i went through uh, going to the Baptist, it was a lot of uh, you will be smited. You're if you do wrong, you're going down. You're going down. But as the Methodist, I've never yeah. been to a Methodist church. I've heard that their teachings are are more of hey, be thankful for what you've got. To thank people and the more positive part. You know, don't don't worry about the the things that you don't have. But you know, be thankful. What what's your experience with the Methodist church? Right. Well, uh, my parents were still going to a Methodist church when I came back down here and also Presbyterian. And I think they're kind of similar. Um, but what, what really saved me was when my fiance took me to, I guess an evangelical non-denominational, which had the contemporary Christian music, which I didn't even really know existed. And it just struck me like, wow, that's, it really moves me because I am, I love music. I love singing. So that's, that's where I connected with most. And so really feeling that joy and excitement for God. So when I go back to the Methodist now, it's a little like a little bit old school for me and not as vibrant and exciting as I need or I look for, but yeah, it's absolutely, it's great. People have their own speeds. Like we, we invite my brother-in-law who's cat. Catholic to our church and he's like I thought we were going to church you know he makes it like we're at a rock concert <laughs> yeah I, I, so it's really whatever hits you know. oh yeah I, I was born Catholic uh, into a Catholic family I'm half Cuban from Miami okay imagine that Cuban in Miami what <laughs> you know but uh, you know I was I was born into a Catholic family uh, and, and I learned a lot of uh, it's a mystery it's a mystery and it was a lot of ritual a lot of Stand, sit, kneel, stand, sit, kneel. It's kind of aerobics, I guess. Uh, you know, and you always, if you were a part-time churchgoer like myself, I, I went to Catholic school uh, first through sixth grade or second through sixth grade. 
And so I learned a little bit there, but then I became a, a part-time Catholic after that. And then you always look at that one older person in the front, you know, to see what they're doing. Stand, sit, kneel, stand, sit, kneel, stand, you know, and, and it's a lot of call and answer. Uh, uh, that we love God. Yes, we do. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, but uh, I, I like, I like the churches and and the ones that there's well there's ones down the street I, I, new life maybe is what they're they're called and and they do have a band uh, you know I was involved with a uh, uh, putting them doing the sound for a a, a Christian uh, theater troupe and they would put on uh, plays and they they did a lot of uh, rap music but with Jesus poked in there i don't know what what's the it, it, it felt like you know it, it just sounded like a regular secular song but then you said jesus you know and, and that made it all you know uh, spiritual I, I don't know it, it sounds kind of fun it is it, and i guess it brings the young people in uh, but uh you know i know religion yeah. uh, is religion is a big part of your life now that that helps you stay on the, the path or stay on the uh the, the you know i i don't i don't go to church uh, and I'll, I'll admit that I don't, I don't go, <laughs> and but I do appreciate the the people that have a strong faith. I've had that, and I've lost it, but yeah. I, I do feel that you know a, a, have an appreciation for people with the faith. I've read the Bible several times. I know what it says, and mm-hmm. and and I, and I believe it's a great book of good teachings for sure. But uh, you know, tell me more about uh, your experiences and. And how it's helping you and your family, for that matter. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I really was the prodigal daughter. And my mother, she never gave up on me. And she prayed and prayed. And her lawyers told her that, no, it's I'm, that they can try to convince her that it was really me, that I was bad, that I was the one doing this. And she knew. She said, no, it's not that she wouldn't do that. He's, he's brainwashed her. And so her she just kept praying and she never gave up. I mean, 20 years went by. My father thought he'd never see me again. And, and he's 86. And th- I thank the Lord every day for keeping him and my family around. Uh, I get to, now I give them a, a hug through a sheet. We call it the hugging sheet. <laughs> so oh, um, I protect them. But anyway, so, you know, to be able to hug them after 20 years, it's just so amazing. And Yes. You know, I know it's difficult and like, especially with the country and believe me, being in the entertainment business, I unfortunately had my own judgment against Christians and against people who were very faithful. And I'm not happy about that. But that's also just the mindset you get into. And now I just, you know, try to just spread joy and love. And that's what I was doing anyway. And now I just am thankful to our creator and like that's really what i'm living right now is whatever god's will whatever you know it's his will not mine (laughs) so i know people always you know can get caught up in like what am i supposed to do with my life what am i and really if you just pray to our creator you know lord it's it's in your hands whatever you guide me to where you want because if you really think about it i mean anything can happen to us so there (laughs) it's like it's miraculous that we're still around on the planet And that, you know, because a car could turn this way or that way. And I just happen to believe that it's a greater power that's in control of these little moments that keep us protected. And so if you just turn it over to him and say, you know, what do you want me to do? What I'm I'm yours. And then everything just kind of falls in place and it kind of takes the burdens and the weight off of you. 
because it's like, you know, <laughs> it's nothing you can control anyway. You know, so why worry about it and get upset? Absolutely. Oh, my goodness, Angela Watson. Words of wisdom. <laughs> you're, you're spreading joy and and and, uh, and a good a good message uh, for that matter. I try to be a good person. I try to treat people like I want to be treated, yeah. you know, which is a, which is the golden rule. But uh, I, I was thinking, yeah. I was contemplating on that a few months ago, the, the golden rule, treat people the way you want to be treated. But what if you're a, a masochist? <laughs> what if you're a bad person? <laughs> what if you're horrible? Uh, okay. Yes. I, I guess there is that, that, uh, that chosen few that, uh, okay, you don't treat people the way you want to be treated. Okay. <laughs> But okay. All right. So are you still in California right now? No, I'm down in Florida, actually. Back yeah. in Florida. It's been pretty amazing. Yes. To be close to my family. And uh, we had not set a date yet for our wedding, but it was at last, last, last year when we got engaged. And I just felt like th this date came to me. His mother's, um, my fiance's late mother's birthday it was on February 23rd. and so. I said, that has to be the day. That's the day we're getting married of this year. And of course, he tried to say, oh, well, it'll be better in the summer if fam so family can come down or this or that. And I wouldn't take no for an answer. And I said, that's the day. And little do we know if, if we would have waited, it would have really messed everything up because of the pandemic. And so it was just starting to come on. Like one of my friends who flew from Arizona, her mother wanted her to wear a mask on the plane. So literally we've had a quarantine honeymoon and we moved into our house like the day after we got married. And it's just been, it, it's really blessed. That's what I'm saying. You know, when you turn your life over to God, he just, he'll bless you. And, you know, sometimes you have to be patient and it's not always fun waiting and not knowing what's going on. But when you trust, trust in Lord, in the Lord that, you know, good things happen to you, he'll take care of you. Yeah, Angela Watson, you just mentioned the date, February 23rd, 2020. And in my head, I think that's the date that the world ended, isn't it? That's when uh, people started getting sick from COVID-19, yeah, right? Pretty much. Yeah. I know like on St. Patrick's Day, was I was working in the church cafe and that was the day that they said, don't come in. And so it was all starting to, starting to go down. And by the way, if, if your viewers or listeners want to check out lovebirds2020.com, that's our website. And we did some um, COVID skits. Uh, the, the State of Florida Film Commission, they were looking for 19 seconds of how COVID has affected you or, you know, to do some fun things. So we do impersonations. So you guys might get a kick out of that, of some 19 second little skits that we put on there as well as daily devotionals that we like reading to hopefully inspire and uplift others. Angela Watson, another avenue of you being nice to people and helping people. All right. So you came from, from California. So California is not the place you ought to be. If you want to be an actor or a singer, uh, Miami is just fine, or at least the Miami area. Well, yeah. And actually the East coast and especially Atlanta, you know, Tyler Perry studios and North Carolina. Plus my, my husband just auditioned for a new Hulu series that's filming in Richmond, Virginia. I think Michael Keaton's going to be in that series. And so there are a ton of tons of production on this coast. And right now it seems like the restrictions are um, not as tight as they are in California, even though they have started some, some production. But um, so the filming seems to has picked up a little bit more over here. So it's like a whole new opportunity, new casting directors that we're meeting and possibly being a part, part of. Yeah, the COVID-19, all political. 
it's amazing how you're in a red state and oh the restrictions are open and then california being a blue state oh no no we got to tighten them up we got to tighten it up Ah, i was hoping that november 4th uh, we'd be done with covid19 we'd find out the real truth maybe a scientist uh, with some real knowledge would come out and say uh you know what it was only five percent go go about your business or lockdown whatever you know i'm trying to figure out which scientist is telling me the truth but uh, you you mentioned uh, Tyler I know we can we can explore that avenue a little bit later but you mentioned Tyler Perry Studios in Atlanta and I've heard great things about that place that they've uh, their actors have have really formed a village a, a bubble if you will to where they're doing everything on their in their own in their own little bubble they get tested uh, often food gets uh, flown in or brought in delivered and set down and then someone will go out there and disinfect and come on in but they they have obviously have you dealt with uh tyler perry studios or what studios have you worked in on the east coast that that have helped you out or that you're amazed with well i have yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, I pretty much just moved down here last year and I did the play and then all of this came down. So um, I did actually audition and I met Tyler in California for a series that he did a few years ago, but um, wasn't a part of that. So right now we're just kind of open to whatever's coming up. That's pretty cool. Well, let, let, tell me about when your family uh, took the plunge and, and moved and, and <laughs> supported you and went to California. When you stepped off the bus, when you stepped out of the car, when you stepped off, uh, h- how soon was it uh, that you were getting jobs? It was were you the the typical person that that took it took a while, or I mean, what what is typical anyway in California? But Angela Watson, what was your experience when yeah. you first got to California? Yes, I think it's actually different, probably for adults. I think it's much harder for adults than young actors. So I went out there with a manager who already had the agent set up. And of course, that's like a huge part of just getting the agent. So the fact that he had that ready for us was a big step. And so I immediately started auditioning for commercials. I was about 14 at the time. And I went on quite a few auditions. I was offered a television movie, but they have this whole union thing. (laughs) I know uh, um, they're more, you know, into the union. Of course, I'm a SAG after member. But at that time, I wasn't in the union yet. So they have to go through all these, jump through these hoops and possibly pay fees if they hire a non-union actor. So unfortunately, I wasn't able to do that first one. But a week later, I got the McDonald's commercial that allowed me to join the union and then be a union actor from then on. And that first commercial was uh, called Food, Folks and Fun, a summer McDonald's where I ate chicken nuggets. And we had 52 takes that I had to eat cold chicken nuggets and then like we were spitting them in the bucket by the time the end of the day was happening <laughs> they didn't want us to get sick acting is fun acting is a lot of fun <laughs> spitting in a bucket great <laughs> first yeah. Uh, yeah first of all uh so chicken nuggets. go ahead well i mean oh, go ahead. yeah no uh, but you you had an agent going out there and get doing commercials for mcdonald's i guess that was that a national commercial do you do you make quite a uh, a bit of money yeah, on that every time it airs? Do you still get do you get royalty checks on that? Oh, you can. Unfortunately, that was just like for the summer, so it wasn't like one of those ones that runs and runs and runs. But yeah, you can make good money on a commercial if you get one that that is very popular. Like the Progressive Flow, that commercial, she's the top commercial earner of all, like all commercial time. Like she, I don't even know how many millions she probably has earned from that. But the cool thing about unions and the contract is that every 13 months, 
the contract expires. So the actor is in control to say whether or not you want to, um, if they want to re-up, negotiate that. Because we have these exclusive agreements, obviously, if you're doing, like you guys probably saw the Verizon guy that he went over to Sprint. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, who knows what his agent did to get him to negotiate that deal. But you can't have commercials on competing products or, you know, otherwise that's, not going to be good. So um, it's really the actors in control of, of your likeness. Yeah. You mentioned SAG after. I know that that's the, the union. What does that stand for? SAG after uh, Angela Watson. Right. Well, SAG Screen Actors Guild, that's been around since like 1934 and they always represented the film. And then AFTRA was in charge of the radio American Federation of television and radio artists. And then of course, film and then TV and then everything got blurry with, you know, digital, it's like, well, it's a digital film and television. And so everyone was fighting each other for jurisdiction over who was going to represent what show or this or that. So thankfully, we merged the unions about eight or about six or eight years ago. So now we're all covered under one. And, and basically, they negotiate and represent to get actors, you know, of minimum pay because being a working actor you know, a lot of people have to have another job, but that's hard to do going on auditions. And, you know, so with that minimum rate, plus the residuals, which weren't put in place till the 60s that allow actors to live while we're not working, while we're not on camera and while we're auditioning. So the union has done amazing for us to help us have pension and health plans and all that stuff, too. Yeah, I, I've never. Well, have I. No, I've never been in a union. I, my stepdad uh, is uh, works for an airlines, and he's he's in a union, and I, I think it works out for him. But I've heard that ninety nine percent of actors and you know uh, uh, entertainers that are in the Screen Actors Guild don't make enough money at at their profession to pay the dues. Uh, what are the qualifications to to get into the Screen Actors Guild? Do you now, what I've heard is a uh, is if you do a talking part. In a in a movie, you're qualified. Somebody can sponsor you right. to get in. Or what? What are the qualifications? Right, that's pretty much what it is. They call it Taft Hartley. It was a law um, where the producer has to say, well, they if they've interviewed so many people and that they can't find anyone as good as this person, so they want to get them into the union. But now I don't even know how much it was in California. It was like three thousand dollars to join the union. And then the minimum dues are about one about a hundred dollars, one fifty, and then it goes up based on how much you earn. So yeah, it's not cheap, but it's definitely you know to be considered a professional. And over on this coast, it's it is a lot harder because Florida and Georgia, their right to work states, which means you don't have to have have union people on all on the set. So it's a lot different, and um, you know it's just it's like a lot of the laws were made for for seasonal workers like migrant workers in the farms and things like that so um it allowed this thing called a financial core where people could drop out of the union but then work both union and non-union and so it's it's complicated and sometimes make my makes my head hurt but (laughs) (laughs) oh i don't want to make your head hurt i just i'm interested i I like to learn from people when I do these podcasts and I'm learning from you, Angela Watson. I'm learning about, uh, you know, the okay. business and, and mm-hmm. how, how it can go South. You've de- Oh wait, you took a sip of, of your drink. I'm going to take my espresso right now. Yeah. What? This is my sister cup. My sister gave sisters never truly apart, maybe in distance, but never in heart. 
So hey, I love you, California. Say, <laughs> say it again, because you cut out a little bit. Say, say your. Oh, that's my sister Amy in San Diego. Excellent. Well, for those that are listening to the audio version of this, I encourage you to check out the video version. It's up on the YouTube, youtube.com, user Keys Dan. <laughs> and you'll be able to see uh, Angela Watson's pretty face right next to mine. See what I'm pointing? That's that's me pointing oh. at your face. <laughs> but uh, no. And OK, so what's she doing in San Diego? What's your sister doing out there? She's actually she's retired now and she has a bunch of grandbabies. So she's just enjoying life. <laughs> that is what I aspire to do. Maybe tomorrow. Can I just retire yeah. right now yeah. and, and chuck it all? Just move to Tahiti and live under a coconut tree. I, I would, I would love that, <laughs> but uh, you'll have to fill me in on where I need to go in the keys <clears throat> oh, because we haven't God. been down there and we want to go. So we need to know like the good places. <laughs> oh my, for sure. I mean, when I, I first moved down there in 88, uh, let's see, I graduated high school in 86, yeah. started on radio pretty soon after that, started doing DJ work and stuff like that. But my mom and, and grandma were already down there in, in Key Largo. So I said, well, let me move in with my grandma for a little bit, grandma and grandpa. And, and uh, it was, man, it was good. I, I, I started uh, doing radio and uh, I guess security work and I was a firefighter down there. But uh, going up oh, wow. and down the Florida Keys, it's 113 miles long. So there's a lot of, of stretch on that one road, US-1, the overseas highway all the way down. Yeah. And, but uh, my favorite places to go are Bay of Honda. In, in the Florida Keys, it's right in the middle of the Keys. Uh, Bay of Honda is a great beach. It's a, a beach. It's a state park. Uh, it's just it, there's uh, still pieces of the railroad track, uh, the Gold Coast Railroad uh, that uh, you can explore. As a kid going down there, I was 10, 11, 12 years old going down and, and I would visit and me and my brother would just you know walk the tracks and just think about history and there used to be a railroad that went all the way down. That's how people travel down to the Keys. And there's uh, 66 islands yeah. that are that are connected by this overseas highway. But there's hundreds, uh, maybe thousands of islands that are not connected that you can also explore. But there's so much to see, so much to do. My the Holiday Isle was the place that I worked, and that's uh, that's what I would call the Kokomo. That's where all the the bands would come in, and and the and the stars. Uh, just like yourself, Angela Watson, when you go in there, you'll be just another uh, star that goes to the to the Holiday Isle. <laughs> but that was that was fun back in '88, and I, I stayed there till whew, I mean almost well 2009 I, to to uh, Central Arkansas. But man, there's wow, so much. Took you there. Uh, I married a hillbilly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, her her. That's da- what my husband- What's that? <laughs> say again that's what my husband said oh what oh hey from <laughs> illinois hillbilly maybe a country girl a farm okay. girl for okay. sure yeah yeah i guess that makes sense but no my uh my uh soon-to-be wife's uh dad was a cop in benton arkansas and he he said well let me let me move down to the keys and and be a cop down there before i retire well he took his young daughter down there and and i was uh i saw her at a at a club coconuts in in uh, Key Largo and and the rest is history. She's gorgeous, and I said I gotta I gotta meet that girl. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and we've been married for quite a bit, quite a long time. And uh, so you're you're freshly married, aren't you? Uh, you have a, a a brand new husband. I mean, how's the is the honeymoon uh, never ending? Hopefully, I want the honeymoon never to end. 
How's it going with that, with your newly formed relationship? (laughs) Absolutely. We're like, yeah, we call ourselves the love nerds because we are. And like my mom and dad, they just do everything together, right? You know, they never, they don't have like a guy's group or a ladies group that they, they just go everywhere together. And that's pretty much like me and Brian. (laughs) We just, we just love doing like, we're the male female version of each other where people are the opposites. We're like the same. So we just enjoy being around each other and we make each other laugh and have a good time. Well, I can see your face <laughs> light up when you talk about them. That's a, that's the, the magic of having this video. I get to see that. Yeah. All right. That's good. Uh, the honeymoon is yeah. ongoing. I love it. And, and I hope that that stays forever and ever and ever. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> uh, yeah, now, uh, do you have children? Randy Travis. Remember that, Randy Travis? Oh, for sure. For sure. I have a wedding uh, coming up in the next few hours. That will probably on the playlist. Yo, no, I need I need to hear a little bit of that. I was talking over you. Say say it. Uh, sing it again. I'm gonna love you forever, forever and ever. Amen. Oh my goodness, Randy Travis, be so proud. No, I have I have a wedding coming up this evening, and I'll be playing that song for sure. Uh, you know, yeah. And as it gets closer to Christmas, you know, I'm going to be playing the Angela Watson Santa Claus song for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but uh, <laughs> no, I mean, and, and I'm, I'm I'm having a good time chit chatting with you, just uh, finding out more about you and and, and your views on things. Uh, that you're you're a South Florida girl. You're making me homesick. I'm. I'm sitting there, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about, uh, oh, uh, yeah, I, I miss Miami. I miss it a lot. I know it's expensive to live down there. People say that, you know, living in central Arkansas, I make, I don't know, maybe as much as I did down there, but I have twice as much in the bank for sure, you know, because uh, it's um, yeah. cost of living and all that. But you, you're still in the, is there benefits to, to being in the, in the union and being in Miami, are, are they still negotiating deals for you in Miami okay. or in the South Florida area? I keep saying Miami. You're not in Miami. You're in Fort Myers. <laughs> no, but the, actually the union office is in Miami. Then we have one in Atlanta. But all of these pro- projects that I'm talking about, they're all union. They're union films, union TV shows. Unfortunately, with um, some of the incentives that were in Florida a few years back, you know, where the producers would get uh, tax discounts, tax rate for filming in Florida, the government voted that out. So that kind of halted a lot of the production, like the studios, the Universal in Orlando, they, they pretty much are gone. And it's it's the, it's minimal in Florida. But in, in Atlanta, to North Carolina, they have a lot going on, but it is all union union work. And once we're a union member, we can't like, you know, it's against union rules to do non-union work. Yeah, I've heard lots of things about Atlanta being yeah. like the new hub of television shows. So much TV oh, comes yeah. out of there. The big one is The Walking Dead, but I know that there's much more than that. And Tyler Perry's uh, stuff that's coming out of there. I'm sure he's going to have production after production okay. uh, in the next months and years that have, uh, have been the, the fruit <laughs> of the seeds that are being planted right now. But I mean, are you have you been involved with anything in Atlanta or what what projects are you working on in Miami that you're able to talk about? Right. Well, like I said, we have auditioned for certain shows down here. So we haven't we haven't been hired as of yet, but we're open to it. And of course, um, my husband would like to move to Atlanta or have a place there. 
Um, I still want to be close to my family, but I'm, I'm open to maybe going there for part of the year, you know, when production happens, especially with commercials, they really want you to be there to audition and go to, for wardrobe fittings and things like that. But now, like, this is the screen that we audition in front of, and we have a ring light and we have the iPhone. And so we're able to self-tape our auditions and send them to the casting director. And it's pretty amazing that that's how the industry has changed. So we can pretty much do it all right here and then fly or if we need to, to whatever city. Yeah, technology is great. I mean, th- just having you in front of me and a- able to, to talk to you and and yeah, you were talking about the the ring light. I got one <laughs> sitting there. It's yeah. it's not uh, facing the right way, but I, I, it adds a little bit of uh, of light. It's it's amazing what what uh, these little tools, these little tricks. You have a nice screen behind you that, oh. and it, it it you are perfectly and and it 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 softens your face i mean uh, it's a it's really uh, and and let's talk about that i mean uh, social media and stuff like that the the uh uh you know being being a gorgeous person uh, such as yourself and you know i understand uh, i've been gorgeous my whole life you know but uh, uh, people with unrealistic uh, ideas on social media uh, do you delve a lot into social media i know that your your personal page doesn't have a lot on it but you do have your angela watson uh facebook uh professional page that has lots of information about what you're doing and and who you are but tell me about your your views on social media and and how it's a you know how it's benefited and not benefited you yes well it's funny because i was back in the 90s when i was on the tv show i just i'm so thankful that we didn't have social media uh, because I mean, I call myself the original country Kardashian. <laughs> I and if I have this picture, you would love this picture. It must be out there somewhere. But I thought I was such a cowboy, like I was a wannabe country girl. I mean, I'm in LA. I drove a Ram pickup truck for no reason. Okay, just because I love, I wanted to have it. I had my cowboy hat. I had a hat rack in my truck. <laughs> like I wanted to be urban cowboy, right? <laughs> Well, I'm sure a lot of the producers and, and casting name. directors. W- w- I'm sure a lot of the producers and casting directors say, "Oh, here comes the cowgirl, Angela Angela Watson. It's the it's the cowgirl, uh, you know." And, and you yeah. have to have your niche. Oh yeah, I mean, I wore cowboy boots. I had my guest jeans. The security guard at, at Warner Brothers where we filmed, he had to teach me how to park my truck, you know, so because <laughs> I didn't know how to park it into my parking spot. It was funny, but um, yeah. So if if, it, if we would have had social media back in the day, I would have had, like, who knows, I would have been all about that, my hair, my makeup, my this, my that. Um, but at this point in my life, I'm kind of over that. And, and um, I just want to post things to inspire people and, you know, uplift people. So it, it's fun doing selfies and stuff. But, you know, you can really get, you have to be disciplined. Otherwise, all day long, you can just sit there and time goes by and you realize you've really done nothing except look at pictures or videos <laughs> no I'd, I'd much rather have conversations with people such as yourself angela watson I, I like having these face-to-face conversations and learning about people there everybody has a story and, and you have a story to tell you know and some people would say oh well she's famous she's had uh, so much more experiences she's been in front of the crowd but you know even uh, someone who hasn't been on television uh, has a story to tell once you you're born you start collecting okay. experiences so there's 
uh, you know, no one is discounted. Mm-hmm. I think people are, are, are just amazed that, that are filled with, with knowledge. There's, you know, struggles as well as happy times. Uh, you know, how did you, all right, uh, let's, let's go back a little bit. How, how did you get through that time? Did you, was it all going to church or was there therapy involved, if I'm allowed to ask? Um, yeah, that was for sure. Well, I mean, during during the time, like I said, I, I always did yoga uh, and I was trying to just find peace among all of that. It wasn't until um, I found, I guess, what they called the secret. And then you might have heard of that book. book. It was like on Oprah and it was all about attract law of attraction and that whatever we think or whatever we choose, it attracts to us. And so when I was in that situation and instead of I'd gone through anger, I'd gone through, you know, that wasn't helping me to be angry or depressed or in the dark places. I mean, and I, I wasn't, I, there were times when I was suicidal that there were angels watching over me because I did, I didn't want to be on the planet anymore, but, um, it kept something kept me going. And then when I found that, when I started getting up and choosing to be happy, no matter my circumstances or despite them. And then just the, like, then I was just getting these ideas of, you know, of happiness and that I need to get out of here. And so once I did that, it was like God and Jesus. And that was like the next step. It was like, He's the ultimate, he's the ultimate hope. He's the ultimate joy and forgiveness and anything that I might've felt bad for in the past, even that my parents felt like they might've done wrong, that he can forgive us, that we don't have to have that guilt anymore. So now it's just like, you know, I, I love, I love church. I love worshiping. I, we do devotionals. Um, and, and just, it's just, you know, an amazing thing. And I just really pray that for everyone who's feeling those things and of course that's human to feel anger and upset and fear but if you can you know i don't like it's funny um i never had read the bible i have i got a bible when i was eight year old eight years old with my name on it engraved (laughs) and i would always try to read it of course it was the king james version that's a very difficult version it's not as not like the new living translation or some of the new translations that are easier to understand but i never really understood the bible or really what jesus came to do i didn't get it i just missed out on it i didn't get it until now and i and i really understand the story and of of the of what he came to do for us and so you know that's that's for me and and so i think if people are open, open to that, you know, what to really investigating like you are, you say you like to go to different churches, find, find what connects you and what makes sense to you. I just know that I had had that judgment and thought, you know, oh, I was more interested in going to see a yogi speak. But whenever they talked about Jesus, I was like, oh, I don't want to talk about Jesus, (laughs) you know, but I had, I didn't know him and I didn't know what the story was about. And, And so now that it has touched my life. Um, so I would just ask people out there to, you know, if, if you are in those places and feeling those emotions and feeling like you can't get out, like I felt like I couldn't change. Like I felt like I was going to be that way forever and, and just kind of negative and down. And if you get to that place, just, just try to like, try to open your eyes and just, um, look at things from a different perspective and say, you know what, maybe I didn't 
really know what this was about or, or really investigate and try to listen with new ears and maybe you'll hear something else. So, you know, that just to, just to erase that judgment, just to erase whatever prejudgment that you might have about something or someone like the funny part is that I thought my fiance was gay and that's why he was so Christian. <laughs> I thought that he was covering it up because that was my judgment instead of him real, instead of just seeing the light of Christ in him and that joy and that positivity and that hope. And that's, that's the way I've always been. And I just didn't know what it was. So <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> what an origin story. I'm glad <laughs> that you found a, a, a spot that's uplifting. That's, that's making you feel good. That's teaching you, you know, uh, yeah. love and joy. I, I, I just read a, a meme. Yeah. Social media memes, right? Uh, if your church is preaching that you hate people, consider finding a new church, you know, there should be no oh, hate, yeah. you know, for anyone. <laughs> so, yeah, amen. <laughs> so, so how did, uh, how did ultimately you, you find out that the husband wasn't gay and how, how long did that take before you, uh, you figured out, Hey, you know what? He's cute. I could date that guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it's so funny, but talking about judgments, like when I first met him 15 or so years ago in our acting class, we did a scene together from, other people's money. And that was like a movie with Danny DeVito in it. And like he, if you would have, if you would have lined up everyone in the acting class and you would have said, that's who you're going to marry. I would have been like, no, that was like the guy, the last guy in line. Right. <laughs> like I didn't think I would be attracted to him. I just was like, no way. And so it's just so funny how you can change and how your life, you just see things differently. And so I'm thankful. I'm so thankful for that. Wait, 15 <laughs> years. Now that I'm getting the timeline, it took you 15 years to marry this cat. Uh, you know, how, how long did it take before you started dating him? Well, that, that was fast. I mean, once, once I got out of my bad situation, because I was, you know, I was not allowed to be a normal person during that time. Right. <laughs> and so for 20 years, I had this like facade that I had to live, that I was married to some other person who lived in Colorado. And, so, you know, it was like this whole big story that, that I had to live and to tell everybody living a lie, basically. And so when I got out of this situation, I re I had, I had Brian that summer at a Screen Actors Guild acting seminar. And so it just kind of like his email that he sent pictures of us over the summer and it was just kind of like flashing at me. And I was like, wow, I guess I'll call Brian, you know, cause he was always uh, there for me whenever I needed to rehearse or for an audition. And so I just called him and then like, I had to drop all that pride in the, and uh, the facade of this image that I was supposed to be. That was not true at all. And just tell him. And like, he's just, he was just welcoming and he let me go stay at his place he actually had a, a he has a condo in santa monica and he would airbnb the sofa it was like so so valuable that international travelers would stay on his sofa just to be in santa monica and so he, he let me stay there and then just magically things just happened you know developed like whoa like where'd that come from and it was just natural and he he'd been in relationships but never felt like you know uh, better alone than with someone. So he thought he might be a bachelor forever. I mean, he was raised Catholic. And at one time he thought he was going to be a priest. 
So, <laughs> so he was kind of in his own happy place with, you know, doing his work with church, uh, substitute teacher and being an actor. And then bam, I come into his life <laughs> and I was on my way to Florida to be with my family. And I said, well, I'd really like it if you would come with me too. And he did. <laughs> wow. Brian sounds like a very special person. It, I'm sure you had trust issues and, and we're going through certain things he had to, to really knock down. Maybe, you know, this is what I'm sensing. I might be projecting, but he had to knock down a few walls before he can uh, get into your heart and, and become a part, or, or was that not a, not an issue uh, with Brian? Well, you know, it's, yeah, you asked me. Sorry, I forgot. I was going to get back to like the therapy part of it. Um, I never like when I got out. Like I was able to get out of that situation because I really felt like I was enlightened. Like I found enlightenment. Like I was. I called myself the queen of fundum. Like I was just living for joy pleasure you know there are things i have quite a story of the of the things that i was living i like stories and, i mean i was go on <laughs> <laughs> i could have if there was a, a commune in california i might have ended up there let's just say that you know so i was kind of on this other end of the spectrum and so i was really in this open place but that's i felt most whole and like i'm not going to relive any of that stuff i didn't need to have therapy because i felt like I could probably help the therapist more by my own experience telling them, you know, what I had learned and how I was able to get out of that. So a lot of people thought that I would need therapy or they would say to my parents, oh, you know, maybe she needs this or that. It's like, man, I'm like the best I've ever been here. You know, I don't need, I don't need that. And so, oh, yeah, unfortunately, it was just natural. And that's just what I thank God for, that I was able to get myself in that place to get out. and. Never look back. I, I, I'm dealing with legal issues with that ex-partner right now, unfortunately. But that's just another thing. You know, lawyers taking care of it. And it's not, I'm not going to let him get to me anymore. So. Well, before you said lawyers, I, I was going to say, you got to weigh clean. Well, almost clean. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. almost clean yeah, you got right. away <laughs> but good I'm, I'm glad that you're in a in a better place right now you you got the one uh holiday song in the can and then you you say you have another song that's coming out when is that coming out and, and what can you tell me about it <laughs> well I, I don't even i guess i can i'm not even sure if i'm supposed to say the name yet but it's they're they're still building it in the studio with the music and they're doing the background vocals and I don't even know how to describe it. The songwriter, he mentioned it. He wanted it to be the next You Light Up My Life, you know, that Debbie Boone song from the 70s. It, I mean, the first time they did this guitar, like almost like a Spanish guitar, I could imagine just hearing that played on the wave. Like the instrumental version of it was so good. I almost didn't want to sing it. <laughs> wow. Uh, you, you know, uh, the, yeah. the, looking forward, so, I'm hearing you light up about it, it means that there's there's something special that's brewing right now in your life. Uh, where I mean, where do you want to go? I, all right, if if you asked me five years ago, where do you want to be in five years? No one would have expected. I want to be in a COVID lockdown. I want to be in a quarantine lockdown for or, you know uh, for uh, almost a year already. No, uh, in in you know what are you what are you planning in in the uh, in the upcoming years uh, for Angela Watson? What's what's your brand? Are you heading for more acting, more singing, more family life? And, and I, yeah, I guess, I'd love yeah, to. go ahead. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah. You got kids. And the kids. Um, at this point, we don't have kids. Yeah. We don't know. 
yeah, we don't know if we'll be blessed with any or, you know, we're talking about adoption or fostering. So we're still kind of getting settled in. But I love, love, I mean, I feel like that's, you know, there's so many. I used to have this like militant idea that if you have if you have a child you have to adopt one as well (laughs) you know like if you're going to be selfish that you got to take care of another um so i still i still believe that if people are together with love we have so much to give that you know we that there's someone out there there's a child that we could change their life or like i saw on this website there's like three children i'm like look there's two brothers and a sister they need (laughs) so who knows who knows what we might do that's very that's very um, California. What, didn't uh, was it Brad and Brad and Angie? They they people didn't they? And, and maybe Madonna. <laughs> I think they did the same thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Hey. Yeah. So there's that, and there is. I would love, you know, I love of worship music. I love singing for the Lord. So I'd love to record a, a Christian album. And I haven't had a chance to really sit down and write songs. Um, I did when I was younger. But now to really write what moves me and what I really love singing about would be amazing. Okay. Any of those songs uh, uh, from when you were a kid uh, still able to be recorded? Maybe not by you, but by somebody else, maybe a younger singer. Do you have them still in your pocket that that you can present to to other singers? Sure, I do. I do have a couple of them. Actually, the first song I ever wrote was, was about my grandmother who we called Mammy. And in Illinois, she, I think that's where I got my musical talents from because she and her brothers, they had a country band. They were all self-taught and they were amazing. And and she sang Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain and Loretta Lynn and Dolly Parton. And so that's, that's where I grew up listening to. And the song I wrote called Mammy is, she passed away when I was eight, which was one of the reasons why we moved to Florida. And it was about her. So it's kind of a sad song, a sad, sweet country song. It's personal to me. So I don't know if others might like it as much, but um, you never know. Yeah. I, I don't know. Mammy. Uh, I don't know if that would go over well. Did it age well? Mammy. No, no. So don't sing it that way. <laughs> I love you. How I love <laughs> that's a, oh my well hey that's how you keep people alive is is the, the advantage that you have is you can you're able to put them into words into song and and put them down and and then hey, mammy stays alive forever and ever you know it through your words and through your music that's fantastic that's a that's a power that you have yeah. that unfortunately i do not have my power is to to uh oh. suck the knowledge from people and, uh, and and play other people's music that you know i have guitars in the house and pianos yeah. and harmonicas and I, I can hardly play a lick of any of it do you play any instruments at all well, i i can play a couple songs on the guitar i started again and then i got busy so you know yeah i'd like to be able to play the guitar better but i still got work to do i can play puff the magic dragon <laughs> hey you'll be one of those my favorite song, patience i got this. <laughs> hey, all right. You'll be one of those actors that that uh, goes back and forth, uh, actor to to musician, to musician to actor. Uh, the one I, I'm thinking of is uh, Kevin Bacon, the Bacon Brothers. They're they're going back and forth, and and quite a few other actors that that are. Yeah. Jared Leto, I think he he acts and sings, and yeah, yeah. I mean, there 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 is not just one not thing. You, you're not you're not limited anymore. You were talking about uh, social media and how SAG and after had to come together because uh, the internet is wide open and, and really entertainment is wide open. You don't have to do just one thing. You could be several things. You can explore your avenues. And, and as you've been on lockdown, 
what have you been able to do? When, okay, in February, February 23rd, you had something to do. You got married. Yay. But after that, I mean, yeah. you know, we, the, the whole country started to tighten up. I remember there was two months I had no DJ jobs. So I was like, huh, I guess I'm going through my savings and I'm staying indoors. So I had to find different ways to, to make my mind uh, still expand. That, what did you do for that first couple of months? I know that Florida is opening back up now. Oh, yeah. Well, basically, if you go to the website, lovebirds2020.com, you can see what my husband and I were working on, the daily devotionals and the skits and um, pretty much just, you know, having fun shooting, shooting videos whenever we felt like the spirit moved us, just basically getting unpacked too. you know, getting and it's still not totally unpacked. So that was a blessing too to have all this time to get settled and not have to be going to work and just get comfortable in the house. And uh, they had closed closed our swimming pool and our gym where we live. And so they had tennis courts. So we actually took up tennis during the pandemic, which we really enjoy. So that's fun. That's fantastic. See, you spend a lot more family time. I, I know that a, a lot of people took advantage. Yes. They were struggling. There's a few people that were, oh, I don't know where my next check's coming from. I don't know where my next meal's coming from, but uh, you know, a lot of people that were able to, that, that did save a little bit, we're able to have a little more family time. And I appreciate, I'm glad that you were one of those people that were able to have a little more family time, a little more time to get to know your new husband. And, uh, and you know, (laughs) that's, that's, that's beautiful. I mean, okay. I guess I've taken a a lot of your time and, and I've learned a little bit about you, Angela Watson, that my people, my listeners have learned about you as well. Uh, And you have this beautiful song. I, I was listening to it again. Uh, before uh, we started this, the we love Santa Claus, uh, and and that uh, it, you you have a, a a very sweet singing style. It's a uh, it, it sounds like a farm girl. It sounds like somebody you know that was raised right uh, singing a song. I don't know how how that feeling comes expressed through uh, through song through your voice, but it did. It, and somebody who's who sang in pageants. You know, we haven't even gone through that. Funny enough, I'm the voice of of a uh, pageant um, podcast. I, I do the intros and outros for a podcast for, uh, that, uh, that's called Sash Says. And it's a, a, a friend of mine who's, who's a pageant girl. And she uh, said, hey, would you do a, a, an intro and outro for me? So I'm involved in, in pageantry uh, in a roundabout kind of way. I've even been an MC for a pageant at the senior center here in town uh the and, and it was it was pretty cool it was a, a lot of you know older ladies all dressed up and and they were pageanting yeah. so tell me a little bit about the pageant thing and <laughs> and and then i'll i'll let you sneak on out of here and and have the the rest of your saturday uh, for fun i thought brian was gonna come in ah, no, we got another actor in here come on brian sneak your head in there pop yeah. ahead <laughs> brian are you there i'm uh, are, you, are you dressed <laughs> <laughs> T-shirt. You can wave to dance, and all the all the new fans that are going to find you online. Am I, am I not in the picture yet? Am I? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. He's a character. She's. Oh, she yeah, happens to be in the room where my clothes are. <laughs> all right, that's stay stay behind the yeah. curtain. This is not a risque podcast. Yeah, stay behind the curtain. <laughs> it's the Wizard of Oz, hey, the man behind the curtain. Do it. <laughs> Pay no attention. 
What do you know? He's going to talk. No, tell, tell me about the pageantry. Oh, <laughs> he's getting ready to do the Godfather. He's from Miami, so he. Oh, he also does a Scarface, so that you'd like that. Maybe one. we can do scar dueling Scarfaces, huh? <laughs> Something like that. It's there a disembodied is. voice. Hey, he does voiceovers. <laughs> That's right. He does voiceovers. I saw that. Yes, I was I was scoping your uh, social media as well. He's a voice actor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So cool. So He's, about the pageants you're asking. Yes, yes. So it's good to have Brian as a disembodied voice. Yeah. But yeah, tell me a little bit about your pageants and then we'll let you go along your way. It seems like Brian wants to take your time. And so, and he has that complete right because he's married to you, baby. <laughs> there he is. Hi, Dan. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> he shaved it. Yeah. 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 You know what? Interesting uh, audition yesterday. Yeah. Like Clouseau. That, <laughs> you could totally <laughs> pull. Directing uh, Michael Keaton's man, and, and, and I'd say that Michael Keaton is my Batman. That is fantastic. I'm so. Oh yeah. Uh, what an amazing thing to be working with Michael Keaton for sure. For sure. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you know it's, it's funny about the it, yeah. no shave november I, i've been shaving this part and this part because my wife likes kisses and if i don't shave this part and this part uh-huh. i get no kisses <laughs> <laughs> all right well we're getting it i'll let you have your wife real soon that. brian <laughs> she, he, she was about Good to, to meet talk you guys a person Good to meet you, man. We can talk to you a little bit later on the future podcast. That would be fantastic, man. Yeah. Learn about Brian. Be fun. <laughs> All right, my man. Uh, <laughs> well, if you like. Thank you for no problem. Life. Uh, all right. Appreciate it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. Now get out of my shot. <laughs> That's what an actress would say. No, I like. Yeah. I love. Yeah, we we're good at directing each other, and I love. I'm like a mad director. I love directing him, and I give him all these, you know, adjustments. And <laughs> no, I could see you. Yeah, I I love that you're doing projects together online with that Lovebirds 2020 dot com thing. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. You know, that's how a creator has to create. But I do want to know a little bit about the uh, about the uh, the the pageantry because. Uh, you know, my, my friend would, would be very upset if she's listening to this and she go, she's a pageant girl. How come you didn't talk about the pageantry? So I, um, from age 11 to 13, I was in pageants down in Florida and you know, if my path had been different, I might've gone on to Miss USA or, you know, different Miss America probably, but instead of going to the acting, but that's, that helped me to get kind of out of my shell because I was very, I was pretty shy growing up, quiet. And when my mother entered me into this pageant, I won. And that was just the preliminary pageant. You know, we didn't really know what was going on. From there, I went to the state competition in Orlando and then the nationals in Atlanta. And like, it seemed like every weekend we would be going to a different pageant and they had all these categories, swimsuit, winter, wear sportswear and so I had to learn how to model you know on the catwalk whatever and perform for the judges and do the interview but the part about the talent is I had always been a tap dancer when I was three in Illinois my mother had me start tap dancing um but in the pageants I don't know if your friend had this same experience but it always seemed that the best dancer could not beat a singer even if they were an okay singer they would always win and I so that was the one category that I couldn't win and I told my mom I'm gonna be a singer I'm gonna win talent and we bought one of those karaoke you sing the hits of Patsy Cline and I thought I was gonna sing Sweet Dreams or Crazy 
But of course, those were way, I can't even imagine those would have been too hard for me to sing. But I had never heard the song called Walking After Midnight, which is kind of an easy, jazzy kind of song. And I went in my room for the whole weekend, practiced it, came out and said, this is what I'm going to sing. <laughs> and they said, okay. Um, so that was, I was 12 or 13. I sang, sang the song. I won. And then that kind of started the singing from there. And then I started taking vocal lessons and um, got more active in, in singing. Perfect song choice. But Go ahead. my pageant, <laughs> for my pageants, I amassed over like uh, 180 trophies and 60 crowns. I mean, my I have a picture somewhere of like this collection that my parents took to California, like all all these trophies, some six foot high, some really huge crowns. Um, it's pretty wild. Yeah. So it was fun. And, you know, I just enjoyed doing it. And of course, who wouldn't like winning? And then that led to modeling. And then the modeling led to um, I did a face finders model search in Dallas, Texas. When I was 13, I won model of the year. And they also at this modeling school in Fort Myers, they were teaching us to do commercials. So that was like my my early version of the of getting into acting and when I was 12 my mom and I went to New York City for a summer and where I did some print modeling and uh, fit modeling for for swimwear company up there so that's kind of what the pageants did for me and and um, of course I had savings bonds which came in really handy <laughs> when I when I needed the money um, a couple of years ago and like tw after 20 years, they had, they had um, come to fruition. So, um, you know, there were, there were great things and about helping me build my confidence and to be more outgoing um, that, that I'm sure helped me in my acting. Yeah. I, and, and you, you learned about winning and losing. I, I, <laughs> that's something that's, uh, that's really striking <laughs> me about all the kids getting a, a participation award. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, I, 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 you know, either you win or you lose. You, you, there's no participation award you have to learn uh, you know if you if you lose in something that means hey you either have to strive to get better or maybe you're just not going to be good at that thing find another avenue if everybody gets a participant right. participation award nobody knows what they're good at nobody knows what to strive for oh look you're you're wonderful you're fabulous you're the best at this you're the best at that and and you're we're just lying to our children. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm guessing that you you must have lost it at some things, and and that made you strive to be better okay. because of, you know doing the dancing Absolutely. you weren't winning because you were dancer, and then you said for winning, let me try being a singer, right? So you strive to be better. Uh, what are your yeah. ideas on the on the uh, the participation awards? And will you raise your kids that way when they come? I say when they come. <laughs> When they go, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I understand that. And I, yeah, that's difficult. Of course, I'm not, not a parent. So, you know, I don't know those feelings yet. But I do feel that um, they have to go through those things. Like my father has said about me, you know, he's often felt bad that he was um, too, too protective of me, that if he had been not as tight, you know, of controlling, of me letting me go out and experience more in the world, then he feels like maybe I would have not found myself in that situation, which is true. So I think we need to loosen the reins a little bit on our kids and have more faith in them that, you know, they'll get hurt, but that that's what they need to, to move on. So I think I agree with you there. Well, Angela Watson, that sounds like a good daddy. I blame myself. 
You know, when, when we have our children, we want, we want to them to be better than we are. I have, you know, two, two girls and I want them to be so much better than I am. And, and, and when they fall short, yeah. I blame myself. I could have done better. I could have done more. I, I should have didn't done this different. Yeah. He's always, you're always going to be his little girl. That's for sure. That's for sure. Oh my goodness. I've had a, pl- a blast talking to you, Angela Watson. Tell people uh, again, how to get a hold of you. How do you, how do you want people to connect with you on this crazy social media, uh, the, the information highway that, that can be very uh, detrimental and, and also good, you know, use it for good. Now, how do you how do you want people to connect with you, Angela Watson? Yes, absolutely. They can go to AngelaWatsonSings.com. That's the official website. There's another Angela Watson website, but that's not official. It's unofficial <laughs> and it's not me. So AngelaWatsonSings.com and that will take you to my Facebook page. And so you can send me a message and, you know, just check out all the things I'm doing. I have an artist page as well, like you mentioned, that will keep you to up updated on my interviews and new things going on in in my life so thank you for staying in touch i really appreciate all the fans who grew up watching us and that still enjoy the show on hulu now showing it to their kids because i think it's uh you know it's a quality show that they don't really make anymore so if people can enjoy that that makes me happy and laugh at my silly vain character you know that (laughs) you're like sometimes you're like i can't believe karen said that but She's a good role model. You just do the exact opposite of what she would do. Yeah, I know we didn't talk about step by step. I figured you were all step by stepped out by this time in your life. Uh, you know, I, I've watched the show on Hulu and, and I know that the, the Patrick Duffy and, and uh, Suzanne Summers character, they got married rather quickly and pushed this family together rather quickly. And and, and then the, the whole rest of the of the show is, is the unfolding of how these kids and and the families you know the the husband and wife are getting to know each other really as they're married and and the kids are getting to know each other whether they like yeah. it or not and, and and yes your your character was very prissy and and but very you know warm-hearted <laughs> very nice you know see uh, you know when all when all push came to shove uh, you know the character was was uh, loving and, and helpful you know the, yeah. whether she was prissy or not <laughs> I, you know but <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, I go check out step by step on Hulu. It's it's streaming everywhere, and you'll see a young Angela Watson as she's growing through, as she was making her way into this crazy world. And now we see the finished, well, the the product as it is, not finished yet. Uh, you know, there's still mm-hmm. more to come, much much more to come. You already have an AngelaWatsonSings.com, so that leads me to believe there'll be a whole lot more singing in your future, as well as the devotional stuff at the uh, uh, was it the Lovebirds2020 dot com. 2020.com. Yes. <laughs> Two avenues that you could uh, explore with Angela Watson and her handsome husband Brian. <laughs> that's fantastic (laughs) all right uh well i mean any other avenues you want to explore anything else any other shout outs you want to give oh gosh i don't know that's good that's amazing thank you dan nice meeting you i thank jill for putting us together and in nashville entertainment and look forward to meeting you in person and having fun when we get our next uh get the next single out we'll be sure to let you know yeah one day i got to get back down to florida my mom and grandma are still in key largo 
in the Florida Keys. Uh, mo- uh, mom's on the ocean side in a CBS home, and grandma's on the uh, on the bay side. And so th- I got two places to stay down there in the Keys when I go. So y- yeah, and and if you want to talk about you know where to go when whenever you're tri- uh, taking a trip down there, I traveled up and down the Keys. There was not only was I, I a firefighter down there and worked in radio and DJ and stuff like that. But uh, also was in a fire extinguisher service where where I would fix fire extinguishers all up and down the keys. So I know all the places to eat, all the places to stay. It, it's uh, yeah, it's cool. Well, I usually finish these things off. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> I usually finish these things off with last words for the people. And Angela Watson, you can give some words to live by, something that you heard a long time ago, or just whatever pops into your head at this moment in time. Angela Watson, last words for the people. <laughs> That's where it's for the people. Trust in yourself, trust in your heart. And if you choose love, then you can't go wrong. Well, there you have it, party people. Angela Watson. So much more than step by step. Okay. I know that's where most of you know Angela Watson from. But she is so much more. We didn't even get to that until the end. You see, there were so many more avenues to explore. So many more things she's done. It's so good. I mean, I I had no idea who she was before I started talking to her. But I'm so glad that I talked to her. She's a friendly, loving person. And that's that's what people need to be. It's just friendly and loving. Take care of each other. And I I see that she uh, uplifts people. Her and her husband get together and and do these uplifting videos and and uh, little skits and devotionals and whatever it takes. If it's religion that helps you, do it. You know, uh, and and I did mention in, in there if the religion is teaching you to hate another person, don't 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 do that. Religion, go go find something else. Don't hate, <laughs> create. That's right. Don't hate, create. <laughs> I think that was on the Instagram uh, stories. They had a little don't hate, create. That was the, uh, the, one of the things that you could, one of the stickers that you could put on your Instagram stories a while back, uh, not even a year ago, but, uh, yeah, I hope people, people keep that in mind, you know, just love, love everybody, uh, love your brothers, love your sisters, love the people. And, uh, and, and we'll get through this, this, uh, crazy, crazy ride. <laughs> and, you know, there's ups and downs, Angela Watson, you had your ups and downs. I'm, um, you know, I'm glad that you made it through and you have a, a fine, fine husband that's uh, that that's uh, t- helping to keep that smile on your face. And you're keeping a smile on his face as well. His mustached face. <laughs> and that was a pretty interesting mustache. That's pretty cool. Well, I look forward to hearing more projects. Uh, I'll be playing the We Love Santa Claus by Angela Watson and definitely around Christmas time. It's too early still. The day after Thanksgiving, that's Christmas time. I know. I know. The uh, the bigger department stores are already playing Christmas music, putting out their Christmas decorations. Ah. <laughs> it comes too soon. But then once it's here, it's, it's the most wonderful time of the year. It seems like people are more loving. I, I would expect. I, I suspect at Christmas time, people are more loving to each other and feeling good and, and experiencing, hopefully, uh, you know, family time, and I'm glad that you you took the the quarantine time to 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 get closer to your hubby and your family and and uh, experiencing new things like tennis. 
Really? Okay. Tennis is cool. <laughs> I played tennis in high school. I, I tried out for my ninth grade tennis team. Didn't make it. <laughs> Ended up swimming. All right. <laughs> All right. I think I've, I've rambled long enough. That's it for me. Uh, oh, if you'd like to tell your story, uh, I encourage you to give me a call. 501-470-6386 or email info at radiowhat.com. That's it for me. It's KeysDan, RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at KeysDan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keysdan. Email info at radiowhat.com. What Makes You Famous podcast is a production of Keysdan Enterprises Incorporated at keysdan.com. Thank you for listening. Radio What, the music you want. Hey guys, this is Shelly G with a fast fact. Elvis was an avid gun collector. His collection of 40 weapons included M16s and a Thompson submachine gun. Do you have a fast fact? Share it with us at Interactive Radio, RadioWhat.com. Hey Keys Dan, what you doing? My line. I'm playing the best music by request. 24 hours a day, click on the request tab at the top of RadioWhat.com. RadioWhat.com.